Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, hosting this podcast. Sitting next to me, Rochelle Smith, the producer of the podcast. And across from me, Lauren Merkel. He is a certified financial planner, a retirement income certified professional, and a certified financial fiduciary. Lauren, today's episode is all about breaking up. We're not going to go deep dive into our, you know, relationship, our romantic relationship history. But when it comes to breaking up, we've all had to break up or felt like we should break up with someone either again, romantically, we're not going there, but in other aspects of our life. And and Lauren, you were just saying your car dealer, your car place, it's time to break up. Yeah, we were kind of talking off mic about this topic, and I think everybody could probably relate to this in one way or another, uh, and this is really uh, timely for me because yesterday my check engine light came on, and you know, that happens, except for my vehicle has, I bought a brand new, has 84,000 miles on it. At the 40,000 mile marker, I had engine troubles, so this... Uh, the car dealer did some service on it. Same car dealer I bought it from 42,000 miles. I had some bigger engine problems. Same car dealer did some work on it. 62,000 miles. Now the, the warranty on this vehicle is 60,000 miles. So it was like 61,400 miles. Oh geez. The engine blew. Oh no. The engine blew. So I was going down to Missouri right past the, the border Sunday night, middle of nothing. Rochelle, you were there. <laughs> oh my god! So you remember this? That was the. Great. Sean was with us. You guys and were on the way to a, like a work professional yeah. development type yeah. thing, yeah. And, and there it goes. Mm-hmm. So we got towed all the way back to Des Moines, towed the vehicle to the dealership. They worked on it. Uh, the service wasn't great because it was sixty. It was like fourteen hundred miles over. Plus, they already did work on it two different times while it was under warranty, and they wouldn't cover it fully. So I ended up paying about 4500 out of my own pocket for it. Okay, whatever. It was out of warranty, but so I wasn't happy with it, but I just kept keep going back, right? Yeah, Oil okay, changes. so why? You you I'm cutting you off to to ask you cuz you're an intelligent, pragmatic guy. You keep going back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> you keep going back for this bad service. Yeah, I think familiarity breeds comfort. And and they call me every time Every time I need an oil change, right? They're calling me. I don't have to call them. And when I go there, they give me a loaner car. And it's just, it's easy. We have that relationship. May not be a great relationship. I may not be completely appreciative because of the service that I feel like I'm not getting. But it's just easy. So I just keep going back. So again, the check engine light last night comes on. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go again. Uh, so I got to call them. And we'll see what's going on. But it just <laughs> continues to happen. So is it the vehicle? Did I get a dud? Are they not providing this the repairs like they should be? I mean, there's all these questions going on. But yet I just keep going back because it's easy. We can all relate. You have a doctor. You did the same thing, right, Rochelle? Yeah, mine was more about convenience, though. So I grew up two, two and a half hours away from here. And... I mean, after I moved to Des Moines and I became an established, an adult. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> questionable. <laughs> I remember, like, I needed to go to the doctor. I was having, like, a bad cold or something. My mom's like, oh, just come back here. And I'm like, why? Sure. Because I don't want to take off half a day of work to drive back there to go to the doctor to the drive back. That just doesn't doesn't make sense. And then eventually I ended up doing that, but I had to cut the cord off somewhere. <laughs> And say, nope, it, it doesn't make sense for me to take a half day off. It doesn't make sense for me to drive all the way back there. And just just to go to the doctor when there are hundreds of doctors in Des Moines. So unlike Lauren, you did you went through the breakup. Yeah. How was it? 
I mean, it, it went fine. I still don't have a doctor, so, <laughs> so okay, so some work to do. <laughs> so the breaking up was fine. I just haven't found anyone to replace it. <laughs> so when it comes to a financial professional, Lauren, you sit down with pre-retirees and retirees every day. And a lot of times when they get to you and they get to our team here at Merkle Retirement Planning, they've been working with a financial advisor previously and they're thinking about this exact same thing. We only work with pre-retirees and, and retirees. That's our niche was we are retirement planners. So if you're 40 years old, 20 years away from retirement, that's not our specialty. And most uh, people in that situation, we don't work with because we it's not our specialty. So it's not uncommon. Once people do get to us, they've already had one advisor relationship, maybe a couple advisor relationships, and they've gone through these experiences. And what they start to realize as we engage in a conversation about retirement planning is there's so much more to retirement planning than what they've ever known. They get closer to retirement. They get closer to that age 62. They start to realize they have all these Social Security uh, decisions that they have to make at 65. They have health care decisions, uh, what to do with Medicare, what to do with the supplemental plans, original Medicare versus the Advantage plans. Uh, there's tax planning that they realize that they haven't probably done like they should have before. Uh, or now there's opportunities that they've never had before. There's all these decisions that they're going to have to make that they have to unpack within their customized plan. And they've never realized that before. And I feel like, too, even when they get to us here at Merkle Retirement Planning, they're pretty much happy with their advisor. It's not like they feel wronged by the advisor. Also, by nature of the whole entire industry, I do feel like it's even, it's like when I go to the doctor. I don't really know what the doctor's saying as far as the, the terms. They've gone to school for a long time. They know I trust that doctor to give me the right medicine. I don't question the medicine. So I think that's the same thing with financial advisors. It's kind of complicated. There's a whole language around it. So generally people uh, are happy with what's going on, but also because they don't challenge it because we just don't have the typically the knowledge to ch challenge what that financial advisor is doing. Before people come in for their first visit, we ask them to fill out a first visit form. And one of the questions on that form is, do you have an advisor? Most people, not everybody, but most people will say yes. And then the next question is, is are you satisfied, unsatisfied, very satisfied? And most of the responses to that question are going to be satisfied or very, very satisfied. Very few actually mark that they're not satisfied with their advisor. So you're right. I mean, most people are content at a minimum. And then there's many people that we talk to that they actually have a relationship outside just the professional relationship where they're friends or they're even family. Um, and so it's not that the, the advisor relationship is bad or it's wrong or they're not doing what they should be doing. It's just a completely different time frame in people's lives and there's different planning that's required. Uh, just, just recently, an individual came in for the first visit. He saw us on TV. He saw our TV show. Uh, the interesting part about this gentleman is he has been an accumulation advisor and he was telling us this story. Sean and I were in this visit. He started in 1981 as an accumulation advisor, for 40 years, he's been an accumulation advisor. He said he caught our TV show and he said for the very first time, he realized there's a difference between an accumulation advisor, which is what he was, and a retirement planner. And that's why he came in because he had questions on his particular plan from a tax planning standpoint and a legacy planning standpoint. Those were the two most important aspects to him. He 
acknowledged that he was really good on the investment side, but that's where he focused. And that was his primary focus for the last 40 years. And just, just recently, as he watched the show, he started to realize there's so much more to this planning than just the investment piece. And that's what we kind of want to tackle today. So if you're listening and you have a financial advisor, that person may be just right for you. And and we're not here to tell you that they're not. But what we want to do today is empower you with uh, the things that you need to be talking about, thinking about, strategizing about as you move to and through retirement. So you can discern if the person on your team is right for you, if it's time to interview new financial advisors, if your plan is getting you to your retirement vision. So the first thing you have to do, or the first thing you want to at least be thinking about is do I have an accumulation advisor on my team or do I have a retirement planner? We've already kind of touched on it a little bit, Lauren, but let's make sure we drill down on the difference between the two. The difference is, is the accumulation advisor is going to focus primarily on your investments. So you're, when you get together for your review, you're going to talk about how the market has done. You're going to talk about uh, what you think or what the advisor thinks the market's going to do, how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. Is it appropriate for you at this time, given your condi- your circumstance and given the economic conditions? Uh, do you want to make adjustments to your portfolio in any way? That's really the, the conversation points that you're going to have. If you have a really, really in tune advisor, accumulation advisor, you might also get into some of the tax conversations. Should you be making contributions to your Roth 401k versus the pre-tax 401k? Should you be making contributions to your Roth IRA? So if, if it's, if you're going above and beyond from an accumulation advisor standpoint, you're going to get into some of that, but it's not going to be very comprehensive. The retirement planner, what the the main difference is, is now you're going to have a written customized plan that goes into the five main areas you should be addressing when you make that transition from the working world to the retirement world. And one of the most important pieces of that plan is not necessarily your investments. It's important, but think about the things you're thinking about as you make that transition. You've been working for 40 years. You've been making an income, but you've been working for that income. When you retire, you still need an income. You've grown accustomed to a lifestyle. That income still has to come in, but you're no longer working for it. You're getting that income from other sources. Maybe it's a pension. Maybe it's your Social Security. Maybe it's your investments that that you've saved. So where's that income going to come from, and how do you develop the confidence with your plan that you're not going to run out of income before you run out of time? And then the second component of that is the tax piece. You have the healthcare piece, the legacy piece, and then the investment piece. So the investment piece is a part of it, but it's integrated with all of those other different pieces of your overall retirement plan. So when you go into a review with a retirement planner, the conversation does talk about all those things you would talk about with the accumulation advisor, but you're also going to talk about here's what your income needs are this year. Here's where you're going to be getting the income from this year. Here's where we anticipate the income coming from next year. Here's what your tax plan looks like this year. Here's what your tax plan looks like next year. How is your health? Any any updates as far as your health condition? Do we need to revamp your decisions on Medicare? Uh, do we take your Social Security this year? Do we wait till next year? What does that look like? So all of these different conversation points are going to take place with your retirement planner and haven't necessarily happened with your accumulation planner and your accumulation plan. And those are a lot of really good things to think about. And Lauren, that's what you do every single day. But hearing it from you is one thing. 
but validating it, maybe in numbers for some people is going to open their eyes. So we both looked at, we all looked at this Russell investment study because again, the advisor I'm working with, they're, they're telling me I'm set for retirement. That's great. So I'm going to trust that person, but is there a way I could you know, get even more spendable cash? Is there a way I could add even more value to the money that I've worked so hard to save? And, and Russell Investments, they looked at all this because again, it's one thing to hear that I can help you, but show me how you can help me. And, and their study is pretty eye-opening, Lauren. They, they looked at this and they said that having a retirement planner on your team can add almost 5% in value to your overall portfolio. On an annual basis. This is not just 5% over the course of your retirement. It's 5% on an annual basis. And this isn't the only study that's been done. We've highlighted the Vanguard study. I think maybe Infidelity came out with a study similar to this. But the and, and the numbers are a little bit different. Some will, I think Vanguard was maybe like 3.8% annual. Fidelity might have been uh, about 5 So the numbers are a little bit different, but the theme is the same. Meaning if you have a customized uh, active plan, as you go to and through retirement, it can add much more value to you than if you just kind of kind of take the I'm going to make these decisions and hope it works out type of approach. So this this particular study we like uh, because one, uh, they, they've they've kind of come up with a clever name for it. They call it the ABCs of advisor value. And then they go through the five different aspects that the advisor in a customized plan could accomplish for you. And, and then they quantify it. And that's where they come up with the uh, uh, almost 5% per year value that they bring to your overall portfolio. And and so let's just spend a little bit of time and breaking this down so you guys, the listeners, can get a, a better feeling of what they actually mean and how this plan could actually add value to you as you make that transition to and through retirement. So the first one is active rebalancing of investment portfolios. And again, they quantify each one of these five components. And this is the least valuable aspect, according to Russell, of the five components. And they said it offers about 0.17% on an annual basis basis of additional value to you. Essentially, what this means is that you are proactively looking at rebalancing your portfolio. So as an example, and this is going to be very simplified, you have a, as a part of your investment allocation, you have 10% allocated to large company stocks, and you have 5% added, allocated towards uh, international company stocks. Well, over the course of a year, large companies may have performed better than international. So now at the end of the year, instead of 10% large companies, you have 15% large companies and you have 3% in international companies. Well, that is now your portfolio now is off from a risk standpoint, what you're trying to accomplish. And so rebalancing simply uh, realigns your portfolio back to what your original risk basis was. So it goes back to 10% large company and 5% international. So you sell positions and you, and you rebuy positions to reallocate it. So what Russell is saying is by that active rebalancing on a, on a regular basis, it can add almost an additional 0.2% to your value portfolio value over the, uh, every year over the course of, of your retirement. 
And you talk about the ABCs of the advisor value here, Lauren, the B is actually the largest percentage of value that a retirement planner can add in its behavioral coaching. Yeah. According to this Russell study, it's over 2% of the annual value, extra value that behavioral coaching adds to it. And, and this is, you know, coming off the heels of 2020, where there's a lot of people who were tempted to make really bad decisions. When we we're going through March or April of 2020, the market was down 34% in 22 days. And we didn't know how bad it was going to get. And that's the worst part about going through each one of these recessions that we uh, go through. I mean, the 2008 recession was absolutely horrible. But if you think about the, our experience as we're going through these bad times, we don't know when the pain's going to stop. And you're logging into your 401k plan daily, maybe weekly, and you're seeing the precipitous drop of the value of your 401k plan. You might've had a million dollars in your 401k plan, February of 2020. You log into it at the end of March of 2020, it could be 60 or $600,000. And you're, you're looking to retire within a year or two years. And you're saying, how am I ever going to do this? Tough. What do I do? I just got to stop the bleeding. According to the same Russell study, $335 billion left in March alone. So people sold $335 billion worth of their, in the, at the absolute worst time. And the thing is, as we're sitting here today, if most of the people we have conversations with know that when the market gets beat up like that, that is the absolute worst time to make that decision. But then when we're in the throes of that pain, so many people still can't help themselves. They make that poor decision. Or they go back to their mechanic who can't get their engine fixed. Exactly. <laughs> it's but the same thing. It's the same thing. It makes no sense. But we're people and we're fallible. And we are really, we're very emotionally driven. And when we're seeing our 401k plans go from a million to 600,000 and then you're on the doorsteps of retiring, you have, you, it's hard to control yourself. You just want to stop the pain. And the way you stop the pain is you sell those positions and you go to the money market. Sure. The problem with that is now $335 billion sold in March. And then what happened the rest of the year in 2020? Went straight up. It, actually, history is going to record it as a very profitable year in the market if you just did made the right decisions. Uh, and that's what, and that's why it's the biggest value according to the study is because if you have a plan, if you have a plan, you can see it's a more of a law. It paints a longer term picture where it, where it's easy for us to focus on the very short term where the plan paints a longer term picture and you and your retirement planner can refer back to that plan and say, Hey, we know on average recessions happen every five, five to six years. This is a normal part of the stock market experience. And you're not going to need to use all of this money within the next year when you decide to retire. And we have an income plan that is built. So when we go through these recessions, you're still going to receive the income. You're still going to maintain the lifestyle that you've, you've grown accustomed to, regardless of what this market does. So Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I know the portfolio is down. I know the market got beat up. You can still retire on time. And look, you can see it right here. Next year, when you want to retire, we're going to deliver the $8,000 a month. We're going to deliver from this source and this source, and you're still going to have plenty of money when you're 100 years old. And if you can see that big picture, then it takes the pain. It's still painful, but it takes the sting of that, that pain out, and you can see the bigger picture and then make better choices when it's really, really tough to do. So we've got A, we've got B. Now we're on to C. C is for customized client experience. You know, Lauren, I can get a robo-advisor. I can invest online. I might even have my own e-trade account or 
Bitcoin account. I, I can do it online. And I might even be pleasantly happy with the returns. But what am I getting when I invest online? You're getting what? Three, four, five cookie cutter choices. You, you can call customer service, but they might have what? Four, five, six canned responses to your questions. What if I had a customized plan? Maybe I could be doing even better. According to Russell, 0.82% better on an annual basis. And if you think about your life and just any of the decisions or any of the, the things that you like to do, just think about what you did last weekend. Think about what you did last weekend for fun, for work, for travel, for whatever it was, and then compare that to anybody. Compare that to your neighbor. Compare that to your siblings. Compare that to your parents. How different was your weekend experience than everybody else that you know? There could be some similarities. There could be some parallels, but there is a difference between what it is you like to do, what your life is, what your ambitions are, and, th and, and then uh, translate that to your plan. Uh, there's so many different cookie cutter approaches that are out there. There's so many general rules of thumb that people try to incorporate within one of the most important phases of your life. You've worked for 40 years, you've been disciplined, you sacrificed, you put this money away, and now you're on the doorsteps of retirement where you have to have your money work for you instead of you working for your money. And that requires a customized approach because your life is so different than everybody else's. So yes, you can hire a robo-advisor. Yes, you can uh, try to do this yourself and use the general rules of thumb and, and use some of the, the information that you're going to find online. But according to Russell and Vanguard and Fidelity and all these other studies, the, the value that you're going to receive from a customized plan that doesn't incorporate the a rule of 100 or the 4% rule, or uh, you, you talk to somebody on the phone who has answered the 50th phone call that day and has received maybe six different questions, and it's the same response for every question, regardless of what your circumstances are. The value of looking at your life on paper and saying, here's what I want to do. I want to winter in Florida, and I want to go see my grandkids, uh, and I want to take my grandkids to Disney World, and it's going to cost this, and I have this pension that's going to that's gonna provide not only for me but my spouse when I'm gone. And you, you have all of this uniqueness to your life and your plan, and the confidence that you're going to gain by looking at your life and your future, your retirement when you see it on paper – uh, is is really invaluable, and, it's, and you can't quantify that. Russell tried to quantify it and said 0.82% of additional value, but you can't quantify the confidence that comes with and the solace that you're going to receive knowing that you, everything's tailored to you and your life and what you're trying to accomplish. And that's really the most important aspect of the C of the ABCs. Yeah, so A was active rebalancing, B was a behavioral coach, C was a comprehensive plan, and then there's a couple of bonus letters and let's make sure we talk about the T because that's the tax planning learn. That's actually the second highest value that having a retirement planner on your team or on your side as you head to and through retirement can add. And it's something that I know you find differentiates retirement planners from accumulation advisors in a lot of circumstances. And it's noticeable when you go into a review with a retirement planner, uh, part of a big part of your conversations every single year is going to be about tax planning, especially when we're in an environment right now where we would say it's a tax ad, a tax advantageous environment because tax rates are so low. Historically speaking, tax rates are really low. We all probably think that tax rates are going to go up in the future. What an incredible opportunity for most pre-retirees and retirees where the vast majority of your money, your retirement money has never been taxed before. 
So most of your retirement resources, income resources have never been taxed. We're in a historically low tax rate environment. Tax rates are probably going to increase in the future. Now is the time. And that's why we spend so much time talking and implementing tax efficient strategies. And if that is being neglected right now, then you're losing out on a big opportunity. And according to this particular study, it's over 1.2% per year of return value to your portfolio. Um, we, we, and we quantify this within our plans. So this week, in fact, I think it was just yesterday, I met with somebody for the second visit. They're not clients. We're talking about being clients. And we did a tax analysis on their portfolio if we did no tax plan, if they just kept going the way they were going, not engaging in tax planning, uh, they were going to pay $300,000 more over the course of their retirement on their retirement tax bill alone. $300,000 more just on their retirement tax bill. And for most of the families we work with, that is a low amount. It's not uncommon to see it in excess of a half million dollars uh, that they could save on their retirement tax bill not not planning, to not engaging in tax planning versus engaging in tax planning. So you're saying if they followed the plan that you guys worked on together, they would have $300,000 more of spendable income? Yeah, and it was just a rudimentary plan. I mean, this is because we're not working with them. So it's still not a customized plan. We took a look at what they had and we said, what if we implement this tax strategy? One tax strategy. Wow. This is the value of it. There's many other tax strategies that we will implement with them. So... I would imagine if we're if we fast forward twenty years from now, their savings is probably going to be bigger. Uh, but we were just showing them a baseline one tax strategy. Let's implement it. This is the value that it could mean to you, and uh, and that's the that's the value that most retirees pre retirees are missing out on if they're not engaged in that tax planning. So we started this podcast talking about breaking up, breaking up with your mechanic, breaking up with your family doctor that you've had since childhood. Breaking up with your advisor, Lauren, people come to you and say, again, they, they hear all this and they like what they're hearing, but sometimes you've had what one spouse say, but it's so-and-so and, -so, and we, we've been with them for 25 years and we've gone to their this and that and our friends and kids and, and sometimes it's hard to have the conversation what's the advice that you give or how do, how do you, how do people work through kind of the logistics of breaking up? It's, it's really hard. And I, th I think, uh, and that's really why we have the process that we have in part is there are circumstances where uh, there's that solid relationship that's outside the professional realm that it's really hard for them to um, get their arms wrapped around. I'm not going to be working with you professionally, although I still love you as a friend or family member and want to be a part of your life. I want you to be a part of my life. So our process is all designed around here's the value that a plan and a plan with us would provide to you. Uh, and here's us, right? So the, there's a lot of things that go into the relationship. Uh, we have to, it has to be a good working relationship. Uh, there has to be trust. And then the families that we work with have to receive value from it. So our process is designed around those three things. And at the end of that second visit, they can identify, you can identify, here's the value that plan, a plan with us is going to provide to you. And then it's much easier to have that conversation because it is quantifiable. And there are a lot of intangibles that come with this as well. But you can look at the, you can look at your preliminary plan and you can say, I could save $500,000 on my retirement tax bill 
how important is that professional relationship to you? Well, yeah, you still want to maintain the the personal side of it. But if I can save $500,000 on my retirement tax bill, that is an expensive professional relationship. So yeah, you're still paying your advisor, right? Because all advisors have to make money. You're paying your advisor, but you're not receiving the value. And then you're losing the opportunity cost. You have an opportunity cost associated with not engaging in the planning as well. Um, but it's not our decision to make what you do. It, but that's information that you can use to then say, here's what is best for me. Here's why it is best for me. So not only you have the confidence in making that decision, it's not an emotional decision. It's a logical decision. It's a rational decision. And here's the value you're going to reap from it. Or maybe there's not a lot of value you're, you're going to get from it because your advisor is already engaging in this type of stuff. You know that too, right? So it's either, it's either, yes, I can gain value from it. Here's why I'm making the decision I'm making. Or I'm in a good place, and that feels good, too. You talked about paying. A synonym for paying is an F word, Rochelle. What is it? Uh, I have no idea. Fees. 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 Everybody's favorite conversation. Uh. People like to talk about fees, and when they talk about maybe who they were working with versus working with a retirement planner... Is there any kind of misnomer that they're not paying fees to that accumulation advisor because it may be a different fee structure? Yeah, so if you're working with an advisor, you know that you're paying your advisor. You may not always know how you're paying your advisor, and most people actually don't know how much they're paying their advisor, but you know you're paying your advisor. There's a different ways that advisors can charge. Uh, one is they can receive commissions. So if you're buying a mutual fund or an annuity, uh, the advisor is getting a commission from that um, or they're charging an annual fee. So they can charge an annual percentage. They're charging 1% or 2% or 2.5% per year of the money that they're managing for you. Either way, there's there are fees that are associated with working with an advisor. If you're not working with an advisor, you are also paying fees. Anybody who invests using a mutual fund or a 401k plan or, or uh, even a CD has an opportunity cost, which is a fee, if you have a product, an investment product, there is a fee associated with it. It's just a matter of how much it is. When you engage in the plan and you can save money on taxes, when you can save or maximize your Social Security income, receive more spendable income from Social Security in the investment option or the investments that you have, uh, when you can have more confidence about your long-term care decision, you have confidence about the legacy plan that you put in place, and you have confidence about your investment plan. That, that you are confident is not going to blow up when the market blows up and you can still receive the income that you need on a yearly basis regardless of the market conditions. There's so much that goes into that. And there's, there's, there's a value to that. Uh, we do charge like any other advisor. Our, our charges are very simple. If the portfolio that we're managing is under a million, we charge 1.75 total. If it's over a million, it's one and a half. And that's it. And then that goes for all of our planning all the tax planning, the, the legacy planning, uh, the investment planning, the income planning, and it also includes the cost of the investments. So we're talking about studies today. There, we talked about the investment cost study that was conducted by Forbes that says the average cost of a mutual fund in the industry is over 3%. So if you're using an advisor and the advisor is using mutual funds, you add whatever you're paying your advisor plus the mutual fund cost, 
and it can easily exceed what it is that. So, so a lot of people who come to us, they end up saving money on their costs. Plus they get all the value and the confidence that comes with the planning as well. Yeah. And you can't guarantee anybody X amount return. That would just be like silly business practice. But generally when we talk about these four and 5% return clearly or 5% value, excuse me, return is a whole nother conversation. We're not getting into return right now. Value clearly the value is designed to exceed the cost. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what I want. If I'm already going to pay for that investment, geez, I really want the value to, to come back to me in, in a way that's, that that's a gain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to see a tangible, tangible value from your investment and that's really what it is. Whatever you're paying your advisor, that's an investment. That's an investment on your future. It's an investment on your present. It's an investment to make sure that you have the best retirement that you can have in a lot of different ways. So you need, you need to be confident that whatever you're paying for your advisor, you, you the value you're, you're receiving exceeds that. And I, I, that's part of what I like about our process is you can visually see the value of it. I mean, it's hard to extrapolate in your mind out 30 years. And that's part of the value of having that written plan is you could say, here's, here's the decision one decision I can make. Here's the value long-term for me. Here's another decision I can make. Here's the value for me long-term. And then you can see that difference. And it does, it's a way to tangilize the value of your custom plan. Tangilize? Yeah. You like that? <laughs> I'm not sure about tangelized. Rochelle, but you- <laughs> Rochelle, let's check it. You know what I am sure about? That your questions are unique to you. Your questions and your situation about maybe your current advisor, the value you're receiving, your tax plan, it's going to look different than anyone else's. So here is a great opportunity to have a complimentary 15-minute retirement check called directly with a retirement planner about your situation. Go to MerkleRetire.com right now. It's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. Schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call today. Uh, Tangelize, Rochelle? Yeah, not a word. Not, I know. Which dictionary did you check? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. T-A-N-G-I-L-I. See, I, I could, if you can spell it, it's a word. Nope. There's, nope. No, nope. It's, a, it's a negative. But nope. don't worry about it because you know what? We do know that you're a certified financial producer, a certified financial planner, a retirement We know all the smart stuff you can do. Some of the words, we'll keep working on that. We'll also keep working on talking about retirement planning, all of the pieces that go into your retirement vision. On this podcast, it's retiring today. Tell a friend about it. Please go ahead and subscribe and join us for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Lauren, I feel cheated. Why? We shared our stories, but Molly did not share any story. <laughs> I feel like we need Molly. We what, are what is, cheated. What is the business that you? Oh, my broke nail. Up? Uh, my nail lady. I kept going back. I wasn't thrilled with the service. She called me Marley one time. Ooh. Oh, gosh. And That's I, in Fort Dodge. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody whoa. knows Nelson. <laughs> okay, so did you break up with her? Yeah, but not. I just stopped going. And I go to another place now, but I'm not really thrilled with that either. And it's I don't want to dog for a dodge. Um, so I don't really want that. So used, you just ghost her. <laughs> yeah. And it, of course, when I do it here in Des Moines, it's a, 
it's, it's a supply and demand thing. So in for in Des Moines, there's a mm-hmm. thousand places to go. They want your business. They treat you like they want your business. In Fort Dodge, you have like three options mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. goes to them and they're always jam packed because that's all we have. Yeah. And that's just the difference. Mm. Yeah. And that's why my nails look like this. <laughs> Terrible. 